You guys ready? Let's get started. Now, now I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Welcome aboard to my ship story. Oh yeah, that's 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 how it starts. Like the like the seventies, like a seventy. Welcome aboard the My Ship Story podcast. Time to head up to the pool bar, grab yourself a Bahama Mama, settle in, and listen to modern day sailors tell their best stories about life at sea. My name's Brad. I got with me today, as usual, Scott and Eric. Let's check in with Scott. What's going on, Scott? Hey, y'all. Uh, well, you know what? I am, uh, not that I get myself into too many things, but I have started writing a cookbook. I've wow. cooked a lot. I've That's done cool. this, a lot of that. I've been a barbecue judge, steak judge, you know, on the cruise ship. We've all eaten, you know, around the world and stuff. So uh, family recipes, things that I've come across, um, um, starting cookbooks that I have outlined. So we'll see how that goes. Wow. All right. That's okay. We'll see how that goes. Whoop, whoop. God, my cookbook would be like two pages. <laughs> this is how you do catfish. <laughs> exactly. Catfish. And I am up to catfish, asparagus, and now zucchini. So that's that, that was my meal tonight. Oh, wow. All right. I have a fantastic thing for you uh, to, for zucchini about okay. sc- scoring it either way and, and – uh, okay, you have to keep it super simple for me. Oh, it's so. simple. It's simple. Okay, okay. You're talking about scoring, and it, you already lost me. <laughs> it's all about the. It's yeah. all about the plate up. Yeah. Uh, what? What? What else, Eric? You got anything going on? You got anything really. you need to share with us? No. Still, my bathroom remodel, which seems to be going on forever, is still going yeah. on. So. Forever. So I, I do want to mention something, uh, just just maybe we won't go on, on for it too long, but we recently, all three of us has, have, have seen something. I don't, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but um, I, feel, I, feel like, I feel like I'm, well, from, you, you know what I'm talking about. A, 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 no. Yeah, a TV show, <laughs> a certain TV show. Yes. See, how about that football game the other night? Hey, I do got to, before we get started, I do got to say happy birthday to Brad's wife. We got a notification today on Facebook, the superstar. She makes a, you know, an appearance here or there, but uh, happy birthday to Brad's wife. Yes. Happy birthday, Tatiana. Yeah. Happy birthday, Tanya. She, she, there's a really good chance she'll make an appearance tonight because she's like knee deep in vodka already. Because oh, it's her okay. birthday, so <laughs> there's a good pull chance. Her, pull a chair up for her, Ricardo. If a crazy Russian comes bursting into the room behind me and starts screaming obscenities, then that's 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 what's going on. So just go with it. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well. Um, hey. Let's uh, let's welcome our uh, guest uh, tonight, uh, Ricardo Vega. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Hey, uh, so so where are you? Where are you from originally? Okay, I was born in the little island of Puerto Rico, uh, in the little small town of Bayamon. And oh yeah, I'm sure if you're in the cruise industry, you've either been there or had a you know sailed out of Puerto Rico. But I was born mm-hmm. in Puerto Rico, and then um, later on, when I was about nine years old, my my family moved to Miami, Florida. I pretty much grew up in Miami, Florida. Okay, so, you know, anybody in Miami that grew up, uh, you know, I, I'm guessing we're similar age. We probably have one degree of separation. I, I grew up in Miami as well. Okay. So I am sure that we know people in common. Okay. Definitely. 
So what high school did you go to? I went to a private school. Uh, my parents wanted to make sure that my sister and I were not involved in the uh, public school system. So they, <laughs> they sacrificed and put us both in private school. And, you know, thinking about it now as a parent, <laughs> knowing how much private school costs, I'm like, wow, they really did sacrifice. I mean, my dad worked in hotels and my mom was a, uh, you know, a teller at a bank. And so it wasn't like we were wealthy by any means, but they made sure they, they, they took the, the money that it needed to take to put myself and my sister through uh, school. Well, but I went, school to, I, I went to, um, oh my God, Northwest Christian Academy is the school I went to in Miami. And before that, it was St. James, which is a Catholic school. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't ever remember a Northwest Christian uh, Academy. A very small school, very small. Oh, yeah, because I went to Belen Jesuit. Um, okay. So my, I felt it's the same thing. You know, my parents sent me to a private school because they didn't want me going to public school. But I went to public elementary school. But after that, they were like, no, 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 we've got to do whatever we do. And you got to go to uh, to private school. Yeah. So, yeah, but I'm still sure that, you know, again, it's weird. Miami is kind of like a big city, but not really. Like you tend to know a lot of the same people. I guarantee you that... If we talked long enough, we'd we'd find a connection. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. You've well, probably hey. seen Brad. Uh, you've probably seen Eric running along the beach, um, drunk <laughs> at some point. <laughs> no. Um, Ricardo and I have one degree of separation as well. We have a mutual friend in common that I want to mention, Ursula Stowe. That's right. That's right. Yeah. With Ursula on the leeward. And I, she's got a large family of, of ship people. <laughs> There's uh, her nephews and her aunts and all kinds of relatives have worked on cruises and are primarily they, NCL. Are they all tall, beautiful people like she is? <laughs> they, they're all Irish, I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I loved work, working with Ursula. She is so funny. Yeah. She just... Just, yeah, just a joy to be around. And, and like I said, just beautiful. Yeah. You know, I wish I could go through life being, know what it was like to go through life being that beautiful. And, uh, <laughs> Coco Chanel, they called her. <laughs> Coco Chanel. Uh, I worked with her on Renaissance. We worked okay. together on Renaissance. And actually, she took over for me on my last contract when I left the R5 in Italy after in 2001 just after 9-11 I left the ship September 12 2001 oh wow and Ursula took over for me and uh yeah that was the last time I was on ship so she took over for me as chief purser there so Ricardo uh now this is what we call you Ricardo right yeah here in Oklahoma I actually go by Rick uh growing up I'll step back growing up I was called Ricky so by my mom my my family, friends growing up in Miami, I was Ricky. As I, I went on ships, it was very international. So I figured, okay, this is time to really use my proper name. And it was very well accepted. And, you know, it's like, great, I'll use my real name, Ricardo. And when I came to Oklahoma, <laughs> people just didn't get it. I mean, they were, <laughs> and I love it here, but it was, hey, Richard, hey, Ricardo, Eduardo, Roberto, Ricardo. you name it, everything but Ricardo. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go by Rick, 
This is what you call. <laughs> hey, uh, you're in Oklahoma City. Uh, I'm in Oklahoma City. Well, Edmond, but oh. Oklahoma City. But where whereabouts are you? Well, I am on Council and Memorial, and a little neighborhood neighborhood called uh, Canyon Lakes. I know exactly and, where that is. Yeah, right across from Paycom. And I work at Edmond at UCO, University of Central Oklahoma. Yeah, that's down the street. Absolutely. Awesome. So, yes, I go by Ricardo. My wife, you know, she calls me Ricardo at, at work. And, you know, other friends, they call me Rick. So I, I answer to all. What do you What do you want us to call you on this Ricardo, podcast? Ricardo would be great because, again, that's what people on ships knew me by. And Okay, gonna, Ricardo it you, is. I'm going to call and you Vega. Let me <laughs> yeah, let me just uh, let me just point out here uh, at this time, uh, we don't know each other. Uh, none of us know each other. This is one of these rare um, rare interviews or, or rare podcasts where it, it, w- at least one of us doesn't doesn't know the person very well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think uh, the four of don't know each other. I mean, <laughs> the three of us do, but nobody knows uh, Ricardo, and you don't know us either, right? That's awesome. Now that's what I was call? trying to say. Thank you, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> public school. Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's what it is. <laughs> were you were you in Oklahoma when you started the ships, or tell us about no. when when you first got on ships? No, I I started on ships in 1992. Um, I again I was in Miami, Florida. I graduated high school. I uh, I went to Miami Dade Community College, and which is now I think it's a four year college. But I decided to. Uh, take a stab at computer electronics. So I thought that was, that's what I wanted to do because I like to fix things and computers were kind of getting hot and heavy at the time. And I finished that two-year degree and I was like, this is not for me. And my, my dad, as I mentioned earlier, worked in hotels. He was like a front desk manager, housekeeping manager for various hotels. And that's what brought him to Miami. And uh, he, uh, he befriended some folks from Norwegian Cruise Line. Because officers and guests would stay at the Omni Hotel, which is one of the hotels right. they worked at, mm-hmm. and they would, uh, you know, they would have issues with, you know, passengers with lost luggage or, you know, passengers that arrived late, whatever the case might be. But he he became friends with some of the folks from Norwegian Cruise Line, and to the point where they eventually invited my family, which there were four of us, on a cruise on the SS Norway. Oh, and nice. So here I am. I'm 13 years old, middle class family, I, I, you know, hotel manager, a, a teller going on a cruise back in the in the 80s, which, you know, back then was kind of a, 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 a vacation for the elite. And uh, and we were treated like royalty. And I, and I think that was my that was my first introduction to cruise ships. I thought, what a neat experience. So how did how did it finally happen though? How did you actually take? I mean, because you you were relatively young when you took the second cruise, even still. Right, I was. Uh, I think I was eighteen years old when I took that second oh, okay. cruise. Okay. Like I said, went to Miami Dade Community College, finished my degree. It, t- it took me a while. I was working, and and after I finished that degree, I I, I told my dad, I'm like, I, I really would be interested in working on a cruise ship, maybe for a year or two, just to figure out what, what I really wanted to do. And so he, he was able to get me an interview with some of the shoreside uh, people. And one of them was Tommy Powell, who was in charge of the, the, the dining room, the, the maitre d's, the wait staff, and all those. He was somebody that originally started on ships, but now he's shoreside and he's in charge of the, the dining uh, facilities. 
and uh, Tom and I spoke. And while I have been working since I was 14 years old, doing odd jobs, either grocery store, mowing lawns, I was a valet parker at one time. He just said, you know, being a waiter might, might, might not be your thing. And especially on the Norway, it's just kind of, you know, your, your, the living quarters, you might not like it. <laughs> I said, mm-hmm. okay, that's fine. Uh, but he said, let me let you speak to somebody that's in charge of the pursers. And Tony Gartland was that person. And so I went and interviewed with Tony Gartland. And she said, you know, we went through the whole spiel. And, and she said, well, right now we don't have any, any uh, positions available on any of our ships. Uh, but, you know, we'll call you if there's any, anything uh, opens up. You know, a few months went by and I got a phone call from Tony Gartland and said, hey, we have a, a position open for in the purser's department on the SS Norway. That's awesome. What was the turnaround one like that? Uh, like uh, we, we all were Royal Caribbean and it was like whirlwind uh, between, okay, we need you tomorrow to start on the ships, pack your stuff and, and get over here. Did, <laughs> did you go through the same stuff or? I think I got, the funny story is there is a, I was on a cruise on one of these three day Bahama cruises with a buddy of mine. We went to the Bahamas for, I think it just overnight, and then would come back to Miami. And Hurricane Andrew was on its way. And <laughs> we were in Miami, I mean, sorry, we were in the Bahamas, and there was an announcement throughout the whole island saying, get back on your ship, there's a hurricane coming, we're going back, we're going back home tonight. So my buddy and I were like, great, we just, you know, we paid for this three-day cruise or four-day cruise, and that's gonna be cut short. We get on the ship and Hurricane Andrew was way too big and way too fast that we ended up staying out at sea an extra couple of days mm-hmm. because we, it was, we could, by the time we, we, we would have arrived to Miami, the pier in Miami, the hurricane would have met us there. So we ended up sailing off the coast of Cuba for a couple of days and then finally came back into Miami. And that's when I got the phone call <laughs> from Norwegian Cruise Line to come work on a ship. I said, great, I'll do it. And so how long before they called you and you actually joined? I think it was about a couple of weeks. Oh, that wasn't wow. very long. Plenty I mean, of notice. Oh, long. <laughs> Plenty of time. <laughs> two, weeks is two, two weeks to me is a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's almost too long. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't care. I was excited. I'm like, great, let's do it. I didn't, you know, I really didn't know what a purser was. I don't know what they did. It was like, all right, I'll just, I'll just join. And if they have enough confidence in me to do it, let's do it. I, I will say I, I had a little bit of, you know, friends and family type of, uh, you know, uh, behind me saying, you know, this came from a VP to say, you know, give this kid a chance. And years later, they find out from Tony Garland, who's a good friend, that she thought I would never make it after a week. <laughs> <laughs> and little did she know, later on, she, she, you know, she admitted, like, I was wrong. And she actually helped me, you know, through the ranks. I mean, she was one of my advocates to go through all the ranks to eventually becoming a hotel director. That's pretty oh, awesome. Oh, oh, right. So you went all the way from, assi- I guess, assistant purser is what yeah. NCL called them. I, I don't think there was a whole lot of difference really in the structure between Royal Caribbean and NCL. I think there were pretty similar structures. Yeah. Uh, so you went uh, assistant purser all the way through to, to hotel director, I guess, is now what we call it. Hotel yeah. manager is what I want to say. Yeah. yeah, hotel director now. Yeah, yeah. I went through, I did an assistant purser, 
And then I was um, sent to another ship, the Norwegian, or sorry, the Windward at the time. It was in France, and I became a kind of a, a the, the head reception of the the head front desk assistant purser. And then I went to second purser, then first purser, sorry, crew purser, first purser, yeah. chief purser, and then I became an assistant hotel director, then hotel director. Yeah, so it's very right. similar. Yeah, yeah, very, very similar. Yeah, all um, right. Uh, how about we uh, we hear a ship story? Are you ready? Absolutely. All right, well, I'm Ricardo Vega, and this is my ship story. I joined Norwegian Cruise Line in 1992 as an assistant purser, had a wonderful time, eventually became a chief purser, which was great. When you're a chief purser, you either have your own ship, that that's your ship, and you work your four months on and two months off, or you're the floater, where you go and relief chief purses when they're on vacation. And I chose to be the the floater because I enjoyed traveling. I was like, great, I'm, I'm okay not having my own ship. I'm, I'm not partial to just staying on one ship. So I'll, I'll just, you know, do my two months in one ship and then get on a plane and fly to some exotic island and join another ship. So I'm on the Norway and I do my two months there. Granted, the Norway was not an easy ship. Back in the day when I was there in the 90s, a chief purser dealt with everything and anything that came to the front desk. The front desk, nobody went, to, it was kind of a joke. I mean, nobody went to the front desk to tell you they're having a great time. It was like, <laughs> yeah. I've got That's a problem. Sad. You need to resolve it. It's either their cabin or their, their, you know, their dining assignment. There's no, not enough chairs at the pool deck, whatever. Um, so I'm at the, I'm on the Norway. I do my two months and they said, well, we need you to go to the uh, Norwegian Star, which is sailing out of Texas. And at the time, not a lot. Yeah, I'm sorry. Very very exotic. Yes. (laughs) Galveston? Galveston area, correct. I said, okay, great. And I'm like, right, Texas. I'm like, I didn't realize we had a ship out of Texas. Well, we did. (laughs) And this poor ship, I don't, I don't know all the details, but it was an older ship that was used to be part of the Royal Cruise Line had a lot of you know issues with it. I'm assuming at the time they didn't want to put one of the newer ships there because it was kind of a, a trial port for them. The hotel director at the time was Stig Jacobson, which we're still friends right now, and he and his wife actually met on ships as well. He joins me, and you know he had he's somebody that went through the ranks as well, but he went through the bar department and more of the hotel and F and B side. But he meets me at the pier. He says, "Hey, welcome aboard. Good to have you. Good to see you again. We're sailing late. We got engine problems." I said, "Great! What a way to you know start a new contract here uh, on a ship that's got problems and experiencing you know issues and problems on the SS Norway." I kind of like, great, I, here I am. I, I was hopeful that I would, I would go on a ship that didn't have as many issues because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, but it wasn't the case. I'm like, great, I'm starting my first day on the job to be yelled, to get yelled at by customers. And- yeah, let me, let me uh, just, just set the stage here a little bit because we kind of covered this in our, uh, the episode that just aired on Monday is that the, the Norway was an old ship. It was built, what, in the 50s or 60s? 70s, actually. Oh, it was 70. Oh, it wasn't as old as I thought it was then. That's Uh, a little old. (laughs) But but this other one was probably old, quite a bit older than that. I believe so, yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So welcome to your job and uh, go to the exotic island of Texas. Yeah. (laughs) And and I I tell you, people, old ships, it is a daily, something is breaking daily. Correct. Sorry to interrupt you. 
it's okay. So we, you know, I, I go to my cabin as a brand new ship. To me. I don't know the ship. I, I know a few people because, as you know, when you worked in on cruises, you you kind of get to know people. People start, you know, uh, transferring to different ships. So I knew a few folks, but I didn't know anybody from my my purser staff. I didn't know them at all. And I arrive and introduce myself. I'm telling, look, guys, I'm here. You know, I understand we're sailing late. Just, you know, I'm ready to talk to people because I know that's what they want to do. They want to, they want to vent. They want to tell you how, how this is, you know, they're going to sue us because, you know, we're sailing late, whatever the case might be. So anyways, I, I, I start to, you know, kind of get ready for, you know, the, the onslaught of people coming in to talk to me and nobody wants to talk to me. I'm like, okay, what's going on? And the past, the captain makes an announcement saying that we're going to sail late. Sorry, I apologize. And, you know, at the time we had Norwegian captain, so they had that little bit of an accent and he just made it sound like, look, so I apologize. We're going to sail late. We're going to have a uh, with free drinks in the back bar, you know, um, with a certain drinks. We're like, great. Um, have all the drinks out. you want and don't talk to the new chief purser. <laughs> there you go. Um, the, Terrible the, accent. Terrible. What I, what I realized was that the people that were on these cruises, on the cruises out of Texas were from this part of the country, from the Midwest. Yeah. And they're just nicer people. <laughs> they kind of just accept things as they are. Uh, you know, I'm used to the Miami crowd, you know, Miami, New York, whatever it was. And it was just like, you know, they're, they're out to get you. And here they're like, okay, great. Free drinks. Great. Thank you. You know, we appreciate it. <laughs> like, <laughs> We're so easy. And, you know, the, the guys at the, the guys and girls at the front desk were like, yeah, these people are a little different. They're a lot nicer than the ones that we're used to down, you know, down in Miami or New York or Puerto Rico, wherever it might be. I'm like, okay, well, that's that's great, you know. And we ended up sailing, and the the cruise director at the time was uh, somebody I knew from the the Norway, and his name was Ed, and you know he's familiar. And now he hated it because he loved the 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 crowds that were in Miami and New York. He loved to do bingo. He thrived on that. I was like, all right, whatever. And I said, are you, you know, you're not the permanent uh, cruise director? He goes, no, no, I'm just filling in like you. And I go, well, who's the permanent cruise director? Well, her name's Carrie Sue, and you'll love her. Everybody loves her. She's from Oklahoma. You're going to love her. I'm like, okay, great. You know, so a few weeks passed by, and I think maybe a month, I think it was, Carrie Sue comes back from the ship. We met. Carrie Sue now is my wife. <laughs> so Hello. Ed was right. Ed said that, you know, you'll fall in love with her, and and I did. You know, it was, it was one of those things because that – Again, it, it brought me back to the, all right, these, these people are nice. You know, these people from Texas, Oklahoma, they're just, they're just different in a way that, you know, they're just a little more approachable. They're just kind of a, a they, they, they treat life with a little bit more of a, you know, relax and everything's going to be all right. And that's what kind of, it said to me, maybe let's try this, you know, let's try this relationship out. And as you guys know, on ships, it's hard to have a relationship because you're going from ship to ship. You know, you never know if you're going to see somebody again. And we yeah, we, we, we have uh, we, week long relationships. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what's up? And, I love you. See you later. OK. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Well, wow, that's so cool. So many people are ending up from Oklahoma because, uh, yeah. you know, we don't go anywhere. We talk right. about tornadoes and drink yeah. beer and 
That's yeah, about absolutely. it. We'll, we'll definitely get her on and she could tell her story. I mean, she's from Ponca City, Oklahoma, and she just didn't want to end up there. So Ponca City, just, awesome. On your on your chief purser or hotel or, or your your dealings with people, did you ever have any like unruly people that just completely lost it with well, anything I, like that? Yes, and I, I'll tell you one, and it and it it brings Carrie Sue into the mix too because it was it, this is a. a a good kind of story. And I, I was, I didn't know if I was going to tell or not, but I'm glad you said that because when I left the Norwegian Star, I went back to the Norway and I was working my contract and it was a New Year's Eve cruise. And I was still in touch with Carrie Sue. And, you know, where we she's like, oh, we're having engine problems again. Now it's even worse. We're missing ports completely. And it's just awful. And, you know, the poor thing was on stage apologizing to the passengers. And it just finally got to the point where they said, look, we are not sailing New Year's Eve for the New Year's Eve oh, cruise. It's not feeling. I mean, it's just, oh, wow. it's so bad. Wow. Where and were you? Also, where were you at, at this time? I was, was on the out of Galveston. Yeah. Yeah. See, that, that's still out of Galveston. I'm on the Norway out of Miami and St. Thomas, St. Martin. What a way to, you know, kind of have a contract where you're just nothing but problems and you're apologizing and people are now, again, Texans, Oklahomans, the Midwest people, they're nice, but when you're not making it to any ports, they, they on a new year's eve yeah that probably the like best time to go on a cruise like new year's eve is uh, so much fun on a ship yeah, so you have you have people that not not going to make a new year's eve cruise that's that's where the that's where the oklahoma comes out people will cut you said <laughs> <laughs> they, they canceled the cruise completely so that you know people are arriving to the port and they were turned away. They're like, "Sorry, we're not we're not cruising today." You know, poor thing is, it's just not in a good mood. She's sad, and I'm like, "I'm sorry." And I'm and I'm kind of in a bad mood now. And and it's New Year's Eve, and we're in St. Thomas, and all my coworkers and and fellow you know persons are asking, "What are you doing tonight? What are you doing today?" I'm like, "I don't know. I'm just not doing anything." You know, you can either go ashore and what do whatever or you can stay on the ship and take a nap and you know we were famous for taking naps during the day because <laughs> that's what you do you worked and yeah. you worked and you partied but then you took naps yeah yeah so, exactly. uh, well and and we have not we have not really discussed this before um but we need we need to really i mean we really need to point out to people at some point and maybe have a whole discussion that that um there's international nap time on ships you know one to four for pursers for pursers, for pursers one to four I mean, that's, that's when you go nap. And if, unless the ship is on fire, don't call me. It was your hangover recovery time. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and sometimes you just slept in your uniform. Yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> Think about it. You didn't have to drive anywhere. You just went straight uh, to your cabin, took a nap. It was dark. And a lot of times you had an inside cabin. You know, later on, I started having next, you know, outside cabins. But when you had an inside cabin, it was, oh, those were the best. For you don't know what time it was. Yeah, no, those are great for sleeping. <laughs> Until you're hungover and your buddy says, "Hey, well, for us, hey, uh, showtime's in ten minutes. Get your ass up here." We're like, "What?" <laughs> oh, I think we've all had calls in the cabin saying, uh, "You're supposed to be up here ten minutes ago. Where are you?" At least I had plenty of those. Oh, yeah. So it's New Year's Day, New Year's Eve day, and you know everybody's asking one of them, like, "Look, I'm gonna take a nap. I'm not really in a good mood." And, you know, my girlfriend at the time, you know, she's having a bad time on the on her ship, and I'm just not in a good mood. But it was funny because people kept asking me what I'm doing. I'm like, I don't. Why do you want to know? It doesn't matter. Anyways, and I'm also dealing with this passenger who's just killing me because 
their cabin is right underneath the, the walking and jogging deck. And they're just feared because every morning there's somebody out there jogging. And with these old ships, again, you have this, you know, these things weren't thought about. Nobody back in the 70s was jogging at, you know, seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so I told them, look, we're going to get to St. Thomas. We're expecting some passengers that missed the ship. If they don't make the ship, then I'll see if I can, you know, move you to the cabin they're supposed to go into. Not a problem. And, and they weren't very happy. I mean, they were just, you know, they, they demanded we need to do something. I'm like, let me wait. I can't just put you in a cabin. If they show up, it's theirs. I mean, they pay for it. So we're in St. Thomas and it's around four o'clock and here they come. They said, you told us you would do something. So I, I, I looked up the, you know, the boarding, uh, the onboarding uh, log and the passengers never showed up. Okay, let me see what I can do. Again, I'm still trying to help them. They're not still very happy. And so I'm over, I get off my desk and I go over to get a key for their new cabin. And as I walk over to the door where the, where the keys were, in comes some luggage. I'm like, what is this? I'm like, wait a minute. Please don't tell me that these passengers showed up that were supposed to come and they, they're here now. And maybe, you know, they can't get their cabin. And I'm looking at the luggage and I'm like, this looks familiar. I feel like I know this luggage. It's this fancy French, you know, floral luggage. It was Carrie Sue, <laughs> my girlfriend. She had managed to convince Shoreside to fly her to see me in order to kind of just appease her because she was going through all these terrible cruises and they said, fine, we'll go send you to go see your boyfriend for New Year's Eve and totally surprised me wow. <laughs> on the ship in St. Thomas. And I'm just in shock going, oh, my God, is this real? Is this a dream? And the the young assistant person that was there at the time, she was just, everybody knew except for me. The whole entire ship knew, the captain, the hotel director. Oh, wow. Everybody knew this was happening except for me. They kept it for me. And that's why they kept asking me, what are you doing today? Because in case I wasn't going to be around. They were just trying to drive you up the wall. Yeah. (laughs) That's so awesome that they did that for you because because they'll they'll work with you if you're married or if you're maybe engaged. But boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, Royal Caribbean wouldn't. I mean, they're they're like, sorry, sorry. But, you know, she was a cruise director, so. Right. But this was a uh, special circumstance. Again, every cruise, he was just getting beat up. I mean. There was nothing like, hey, welcome aboard. Sorry, we're sailing late again for the third week in a row. You know, it's just not good. And they finally felt bad for her. And, you know, I had a good reputation. She did. And they knew they were happy for us to be together. A lot of people were like, oh, my gosh, we should have seen this years ago. You and him. And, you know, that's a great couple. So they sent her to the Norway to surprise me. And then I forgot about the passengers that I was dealing with, the ones with the cabin problems. <laughs> Screw you guys. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> Free what's drinks. going on? You know, they had their hands on their waist. And they're like, what's going on? And I thought you were helping me. And the little purser kind of told her, hey, that's, that's his girlfriend. She just she just flew here to surprise him. And all of a sudden, kind of they changed their attitude and they were a little nicer. Plus, I gave them a better cabin. So they got an upgrade. My My girlfriend at the time, you know, she came to see me. It was a great surprise. We spent New Year's Eve together. Um, when we went, when we got back to Miami, she was she flew back to to Houston, and I think by that time they fixed the engine problems. Anyway, it's just a just a neat story, and I uh, 
it's just something that it was neat that the entire ship knew except for me. Um, so you were with NCL all your eight years that you worked aboard, right? Correct. Yes. So, so were you, um, did you get out of the Caribbean? Did you get to Europe or anything? Yes. So started in the Caribbean, sailing out of Miami. Then I was, um, I was sent to France to get to join the, the Windward, which is a brand new ship. So that was my first experience flying to, to, uh, you know, Europe. And did you bring it out? You brought it yes, out from the, sh- from the shipyard? Yeah. Was Were yeah. you in St. Nazaire? Yes, we were. Yes. Yeah. Did you All stay right. in a little I, I bitty mean, village? <laughs> <laughs> no, we were able to, by the time I got there, we were able to join the, the ship. So we stayed on the ship. Really? And, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So there were already some persons there. I was a, I was a front desk assistant person, so I didn't really, they, they brought us when it was time to get ready to sail. So, I have but, to tell you, really, Ricardo, like That's our weird. stories so far are very, very similar. Like I was in Miami, I got hired. I did the first contract in Caribbean. My second contract, I went to St. Nazaire to join a new ship. Just yeah, a but still, but yeah. But here's the story on the Windward. You know, there was something going on and I don't know all the details, but ultimately they were having some financial problems and we could not wait for the ship. <laughs> you can <laughs> what? We couldn't pay for it. The, the, the company couldn't you know, didn't have the funds to pay for this ship. And I mean, it was ready, had NCL all over it and, you know, full of crew. So we finally ended up leaving San Nazaire and um, with a French captain. And oh, wow. Still, how, do I, how do I drive this boat? I don't know. <laughs> oh, God, there's another bad accident. Jeez. <laughs> the, the, the ship is not officially NCL. All the crew are, are Norwegian cruise line crews, but the captain and maybe the first officer were French and they were in control. So we take off, we go to the Atlantic to hopefully by the time we get to Fort Lauderdale, you know, NCL will figure out, you know, the funding situation. Wait, 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 wait. wait. So, so they couldn't pay for the ship. So did they just let, like, hey, you can have the ship. Uh, hopefully you pay for us later. Here's a French captain. And right. you just took a probably a three quarters of a billion dollar ship on good faith across the ocean. I think it was it was a compromise they made. They said, look, we're going to have the money to you by X, Y, Z date. We already have cruises lined up. We need to get to Miami. You know, if we at least take off, you know, hopefully in the next seven days, we will have the monies, you know, in the bank account, whatever it was. So we ended up leaving. And again, none of us really knew what was going on, but we, we didn't care. We we're having a good time. We didn't have any passengers. We're on a ship. We're, we're sailing across the Atlantic. And unfortunately, we hit one of those bad storms. And that ship was rocking <laughs> like a, one of these tugboats. Yeah. And it was up and down. And the, the ship was even bending at some points. It was so, the swells and the waves were so big. And, you know, we had some crew members that were not used to you know, the, those kind of, those, you know, those high waves and swells that they were getting seasick and, you know, we lost a lot of plates and things like that. But mm-hmm. we ended up getting to, um, to Fort Lauderdale and the day before we arrived, we finally were able to raise the Bahamian flag, you know, that, you know, we're under and it became Norwegian cruise line. And we, you know, the French captain got off, the Norwegian captain took over and all was good, but it was a kind of a little stressful situation there. 
thinking, do I have a job when I get back wow. to Miami or we're going to just be taken wow. off? Okay, we're here. Get off. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that'd be wild. Well, yeah. this, this brings me to another question that we always ask everybody. Do you have a favorite ship? You know, I'm probably going to say the Norway because, one, it was the first ship I sailed on, and it was really the, the ship that I grew as a, as a, as a purser through all the ranks. And, uh, again, it's just kind of – it's got a special place in my heart. Awesome. And, and unfortunately, in just, just, just so we know for sure, where, where, where's the Norway now? So in 2003, <laughs> they had an explosion in the engine oh, wow. room. And unfortunately, uh, there was, I don't know the exact total, but there's some lives that were lost because they were near the area where the explosion was. Was there a guy named Willis on board? <laughs> anyway, you know, it, the Norway was a, you know, SS for steam. So steam it was ship. a steam ship. And they had an explosion in, in the port of Miami. And after that, they they pretty much um, said no more, and they sent it off to India, and it's in a scrapyard in India. Yep. Oh wow! Yeah, we've seen the... recently that scrapyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, our 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 time is up. Uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to call it here. Thank you, Ricardo, for coming on board. We really really appreciate it. It's been so great meeting you. You're such a nice guy. It's great. It was great meeting Thank you. you. Great Ricardo. talking with you. Yeah. 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 And we need to get your wife on here for sure. Absolutely. I'll let her know um, for sure. I, I'm super, just, I'm super just, nervous about the etiquette part though, because she's <laughs> just going to eviscerate us. No, 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 no. She is a lot of, see, again, she was a cruise director. She, she, she makes it fun and she does make the classes fun. And just, just uh, go get her real quick and just tell her to sit down and have at it. All, all right. right. Well, thank you so much. We really, really appreciate it. You are very welcome. It was my pleasure. And, and Brad, I, I'm sorry. I think a couple of times I called you Brian. So my bad. <laughs> I've been I've been called a lot worse. He, he'll answer to <laughs> so Brad. Have I, so Brian. have I. Like I said. All Thanks, right. Ricardo. Good evening. Take care. See Ciao. You. Bye. Hasta luego. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was That's cool. That's pretty fun. That's ref- I just get a refreshing vibe from that whole conversation i told you he was like he was a nice guy guy and it's refreshing and i how did you meet him again i'm old i can't remember not me no i'm thinking about brad no so did he reach out (laughs) brian no no so what i do sometimes is i scroll through the facebook page and i Uh see people I see the people that have liked the page. Oh, okay. If I don't recognize the name, I click on them and I do a little, a little check stalking. them out. Yeah, I stop uh, them. Okay. Hey, everyone. The ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast and video, please visit our YouTube channel, My Ship Story. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as My Ship Story. Don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like, you can email us your story for us to read on the air. Email us at myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. That's myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. Goodbye for now and be sure to tune in next week, same time, as we'll have a new podcast every Monday. Bon voyage!